Good morning. How is everyone? Uh, I do apologize. I know it seems like lately, the last few months or so, we've had what seems like a million announcements before each service. I, I understand that. Pastor Joe and I were talking about that the other day. We apologize for all that stuff, but really we kind of feel it's a good sign. There's lots of things going on in New Hope. Um, so we do have lots of announcements. And mentioning that, I got a couple more quick ones before I get started. <laughs> Uh, Wayne announced this morning, remember our eternity class. The reason why I bring that up again is because I did put a fresh sign-up sheet out there at the Welcome Center. Lots of folks signed up for it. That's good for the book. Now remember, you don't necessarily have to have the book. I'm not up here trying to sell books, but the book will help you, and it's only $8. Um, and I am probably going to place that bulk order sometime this week. So if you'd like to get that book... Uh, the sign-up sheet's out there. I know many of you already signed up, but I'm going to place that order this week so we can get the discount, uh, also so we can have it in time for our class. So try not to forget that. Um, maybe the church will order a handful of extra books too, just in case um, you forget or something like that. So that'll be coming up January 6th, 7th p.m. We'll be in the fellowship hall. Um, also, they did mention this this morning, but I wanted to reiterate, tonight we do have a special service planned. Um, we're going to do a, an evening of worship, um, some Christmas songs. I invite everyone to come back. The band has been working really hard on this. Uh, I believe it's going to be a special service, all worship. It's going to be wonderful, so please come back and be a part of that. That'll be tonight. Uh, we will be in here, us adults, and the youth will be in the fellowship hall, so I know Adults have been used to going to the fellowship hall on Sunday nights, but we're going to change that tonight. Please, we'll be in here. And the ushers will, will direct you that way in case you forget. Okay, Booth, do we have a slide ready? This is a fun announcement, but we need a slide to come up. Okay, now you guys are probably getting used to these by now. I've done a handful of them already. On the left side, you see the milestones that the church has had. I'm not going to go through all of those, but because I've already done it before, but the big red flag up at the top was the debt on this sanctuary, this building which we built. Our, our little guy with the New Hope shirt is coming down the mountain of debt. He can see the sign. Now this slide is for the month of November at 189,657. David's going to hit me with a drum roll. And... <laughs> All right, there's December's. So, <laughs> 177.5. I, I can see the finish line, and we're not going to be stopped now. The only one's going to stop us is the Lord. He'll, he'll stop us if he wants to stop us. But other than that, we're not going to stop. We're going to keep right on pushing. So wanted to share that with you. That's a lot of fun. I like doing that. We'll keep doing that uh, every month. So, Okay, good morning again. Uh, I'm going to be honest, I have been looking forward to preaching this morning all week long. I brought a few books with me this morning. I hope you don't mind. Um, these books are really special books to me. And I got, I guess you could say, maybe a little bit of show and tell this morning. Uh, some of these books that I brought, um, they're very special to me. Very special to me personally. Uh, I'd like to say that they've had a tremendous, a uh, huge impact on my life. Uh, uh, first and foremost, the book that I brought, which I bring every week, and I read every day, is the Bible. Uh, we know that that is the holy word of God. Uh, we believe that it is inspired, 
that the Holy Spirit inspired men over a period of centuries to pen these sacred scriptures. The Word of God is infallible. I love the Word. I hope you love the Word. I hope you read the Word. This is the most important book in the world is the Bible. From it, we get our boundaries. From it, we get our doctrine. From it, we get God's law. All comes from the Bible. From it, we get the plan of salvation. From it, we get the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John that tell us about Jesus Christ. If you think about the Bible, clear back in the beginning, and if you've done any reading about the Bible, and you can kind of simplify it a little bit, you look clear back in Genesis at the beginning of time, it pretty much talks about the relationship, what, what all happens in the beginning is the relationship between God and man is broken because of sin. That's the beginning of the Bible. Then you beyond to push, go push through the Bible and you read through the Bible and the Bible lays out, it maps out a plan of salvation, a plan of redemption through Jesus Christ and his blood and his work on the cross as you read through the Bible. Then if you get to the very end of the Bible, in the book of Revelations, it brings closure to that on how all the people of God, the church, the born-again Christians, that broken relationship through that plan of salvation, they're reconciled to God and will be with God forevermore. It's, it's the whole complete story that the relationship was broken. There's a plan of reconciliation. There's a plan of redemption. Then at the end of the book, it's all brought to a close and we're reconciled to God once again. The Bible is awesome. I love this book. Now we have all kinds of other Christian books. I didn't just bring books today. I brought Christian books. Now there's all kinds of those Christian books, but none compared to the Word of God. You don't need this as my little book or this is my little list of special books that are special to me. You don't need these to get into heaven. God's not going to say, hey, did you read Jason's list of books? Because if you didn't, you're in trouble. I can't let you in. No, but this one, yes, you do need this book. You know, some of these books that I brought with me, they, they can offer insight. They, they, they can offer some experiences. They can offer some tremendous stories. As some of these books are written by tremendous, tremendous men and women of God. And I can read these books and I can gain insight into Christianity and gain insight into the Christian faith. And I can hear and I can read about their experiences. When I was young, I read, I read this book. Anyone ever heard of The Cross and the Switchblade by David Wilkerson? Many of you have. Uh, I actually read this book when I was a teenager. Uh, I couldn't put this book down. This book is old and neat, and yeah, I believe it was this very copy, and I love this book. And it was, many of you know that Pastor Joe loved David Wilkerson. I love David Wilkerson. He's gone on to be with the Lord but David, this book is the story, uh, it's a true story of when David Wilkerson came to New York City and 
He, all he wanted to do, he was born again, he was saved. All he wanted to do was preach the gospel when he came up against the gang leader, Nicky Cruz. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He's a tremendous man of God, but it's the story about how David Wilkerson came up against this gang in New York City, and everything was against him. All he had was the word of God. It's a tremendous story. I read this as a teenager. I couldn't put it down. I loved this book. It had a tremendous impact on my life. It's an awesome book. I had a hard time digging that one up. It was missing from Pastor Joe's library. Another book I wanted to tell you about real quick. This one I couldn't find. Um, I thought I had it in my library. Pastor Joe thought he had it in his library. Looked all around. I couldn't find it, so we ordered a new copy. Um, the one I had was old. This is also an old book. Anyone ever heard of Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis? tremendous, tremendous, tremendous book. I can't say enough good about it. I'm envious of C.S. Lewis, of how he can write. I'm envious of his wisdom. Sometimes I read this and I'm like, how in the world, how did he get this wise? Lord, can I be that wise? This, this book had a tremendous impact on my life. If you ever get a chance, read this book. Mere Christianity, awesome book. It's a very deep, tremendously deep book. I don't know how he became that smart. Another book, completely tremendous book called Why Revival Tarries by Leonard Ravenhill. Anyone ever heard of that book? Anyone ever read that book? Maybe not as many of you. Leonard Ravenhill, he, he's old and he's gone now also. Leonard Ravenhill was a old school man of God. Many people probably don't like that kind of stuff anymore, but very blunt, and he also was very deep, and this book, the best way I can describe it, I read this book also many years ago, it's almost like when you're reading it, an arm comes out and slugs you in the gut over and over and over. This book will beat you up, because it will take what you think Christianity is, and it will show you what Christianity really is. This, this book is tremendous. Uh, Leonard Ravenhill is tremendous. This book had a tremendous impact on my life. I love that book. These are my books. These books are special to me. <clears throat> uh, okay, a, a, a fiction book now. Uh, this is a new copy also. I have a very old copy. All beat up covers are ripped off. This book is called This Present Darkness. Anyone ever heard of This Present Darkness by Frank Peretti? This book is tremendous. I remember the first time I read it, what it is. Now, this isn't scripture. It's fiction. I said it's fiction. It's written as fiction. I'm not saying you've got to read this and believe it for you to go to heaven, but it's this man's perspective is all it is of what he thinks the spiritual world really is, and he kind of shows the spiritual world and how there's such spiritual forces everywhere messing with our minds, messing with our thoughts. There's this tremendous battle between good and evil, the angels and the demons. And this man just kind of brings that to light in his book. This book is awesome. I read it when I was young, and it, it rocked my world. And it, it has a, a, uh, another follow-up book called uh, Piercing the Darkness, I believe. It's tremendous as well. Awesome book. This book helped shape my life, helped me to see things differently. Just a different perspective. This present darkness awesome book another book 
I like to show you in my little show and tell. This book is called Crazy Love by Francis Chan. Have you ever seen that or heard of that or read that? Some of you's. Uh, this book is awesome. If um, I guess the only little way I can describe it is if you want extremely challenged, read this book. It will challenge you. It will challenge you. It will challenge your Christian faith. It will put it to the test. This book's awesome. I love that book. If you get a chance, read it someday. Crazy Love by Francis Chan. Wonderful book. Challenge you beyond measure. Another book I want to show you real quick. Uh, anyone ever heard of by Hannah Hernard? Hind's Feet on High Places. I know... Pastor Joe may have did a study or something about this years ago, if memory serves me well. Uh, this book is tremendous. I love this book. It's awesome. Uh, I actually stole this book from my wife's purse because she was just getting ready to read it, and I'm looking all over the place for it, and Shannon says, yeah, I got it. I was just getting ready to read it. Well, I stole it, and I replaced it with another book, so she has something else to read. But I said, Shannon, I need this book for this morning. i got to have it in my hands. i got to wave it around. Hind's Feet on High Places. This book is awesome. You ever get a chance, read this book. Awesome book. Now, these are my books. These, these books are special. I brought these books because I wanted to show you my books today. You know, these are wonderful books. They have a, a wealth of knowledge in them. They can kind of help equip you for spiritual battle. Many of them are written by much greater men of God than me. And I can read about them and I can gain insight. A person can gain tremendous, tremendous perspective and godly knowledge by reading some of these books. Now I understand some of you might not care about books. Some of you might not be into reading Message Jason, get your books out of my face. I'm not a book person. I'd rather watch the movie. Are there any of those in movie format? I'd rather see it. I understand that. Not everyone's a reader. I, I get that. Some, some of you might not be big into reading. Maybe you don't like reading. Reading's not your thing. Okay, that's fine. There's been a time or two when I've had people come to me and say, Jason, read this book. You've got to read this book. And deep down, I'm like, I don't want to read your book. I, I don't want to read that book right now. I'm booked out at the moment. I understand that. That happens. Maybe you guys, maybe you think my books are dumb. Maybe you think hind feet for high play, that sounds dumb. I don't want to read that book. That's fine if you think that. Many times in school, I brought a couple more books. You're forced to read books. Remember that in school? The teacher says, you got to read this book, and you better bring in the book report, and I'll know if you read it or not. I brought a couple of those books with me today. Now, these are not my favorite books. I just brought them to show you since it's show and tell this morning. I was forced. Look at the, the small print in this. I was forced to read this book recently. It took me hours and hours and hours to read this book. This book has 20-some chapters of tiny little print. I was forced to read this book also. But they're my books. I had to read them. I didn't choose to read them. I chose to read these ones because I like these books. I've read some of these twice of my own. No one told me to. I read them because I wanted to. These ones I had to because someone told me I had to. Because I'm tested on some of that knowledge and I better know it. I said, and I'll say again, you don't have to read these books to go to heaven. I'm not saying that. 
Not saying that at all. I just brought these books. These ones here and even these books. I brought these books so I could tell you about another book that I don't have. I I didn't bring this one particular book this morning. I want to tell you about another book. This book is pretty special. I, I didn't bring this other book today because I don't possess it. It's not mine. I don't have it in my possession. I can't bring it and hold it up and show you. But I I shared all these books so I can talk about this other book. We're talking about books this morning. No No matter how much you love or hate books, like reading, don't like reading, enjoy a good book, don't enjoy a good book, it's relaxing, no, it's dumb, you better be concerned with this book I'm about to tell you about. Okay? doesn't matter if you love or hate books, you better be concerned with this book. Listen, Revelations chapter 20, verse 11. We're going to talk about another book now. A book that's not mine. It says, and I saw, now this is John in the Isle of Patmos. John is in the Spirit. The Lord's revealing these things to him. And this is what John writes. He said, and I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heavens fled away and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead small and great stand before God and the books were opened and another book was opened. Listen, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Listen to verse 13 says, and the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the, death, the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Listen to verse 15 says, And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. I don't care if you don't like my books this morning. I don't care if you don't think Heinz feet for hiding places any good. Crazy love, that's dumb. Get it out of my face. Why revival tarries? I don't got time for that. Or this present darkness is goofiness. But you'd better care about what's written in the book of life. You better be concerned about what is written in the book of life. If I would, if I could bring the book of life this morning, I would have brought it to hold it up and show you. But I can't because it's not mine. I'm not the keeper of it. Someone else keeps it that's greater than I am, that's greater than any man. You might not care to read about another person's perspective. That's what a lot of these are. They're just another person's perspective. You might not have time for that. You might not be worried about what Frank Peretti thinks. That's fine. But you better be concerned about what the book of life has written in it. I don't care if you don't like books. doesn't matter if you think the cross and the switchblade's goofy, any of that stuff, you better care about the book of life. You might have hated all the books you read in school, all the books your teacher said you had to read, you had to do a book report. You better be concerned about the book of life. You better care about what's written in the book of life. This is one book you better be concerned about it because you see the, the book of life, it says there's names written in it. You open the book of life, there's names in there. 
people's names, not fictitious names, people that have existed, people that's died long ago, people that are yet to come, people that are here in the present, their names are written in the book of life. I don't know if they're alphabetical. I don't know if they're written chronological. I don't know. I, I don't know if it says uh, Dickerson, Dixon, DiVincenzo, Joseph A., DiVincenzo, Ruth. There's no, there ain't no Jason DiVincenzo in there. There's names written in the book of life. The book of life is some sort of heavenly journal. The book of life is some sort of heavenly ledger. I don't understand. I don't claim to understand everything about it. But I know this. There's names written in the book of life. And it's either this. Your name is written in there or it's not written in there. One of those two things. When the book is opened, your name will be in there or your name won't be in there. Listen. Revelations Chapter 21, verse 23 says, In the city, now this is describing heaven, In the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it, and the kings of the earth do bring forth their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. And there shall in no wise enter into it. There shall in no wise enter into heaven anything that defiles. Neither whatsoever works abomination or makes a lie. But they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. The only way you're getting in. Is if your name is written in that book that I'm telling you about this morning. Is your name in that book or not? You ain't getting in if your name isn't written in the book. I don't care how rich you are, how prestigious your job is, how many people you've helped, how good you are. It don't matter is your name in that book or not. All the people of the earth will stand before God one day. All of them. I will. You will. Everyone will stand before God. Everyone will face the great I Am. I don't know if we'll be laying there prostrate. I don't know if we'll be able to stand. I don't know. All I know is Hebrews says, and as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. Look, I don't like that any more than you do. We got to stand before God to be judged. He's not a judge that can be bribed. He's not a judge that judges whether he kind of likes you or not or thinks you're cool or not or you're his buddy or not. He's just. He goes by this book. I don't know how it all works. If you die and you're instantly standing before him, I don't know. All I know is it is appointed unto a man wants to die and after this the judgment. You stand before him. There he is looking at you. It's all said and done then. Whether you're on your face, whether you're standing there, I don't know, but God's going to be there and He's going to look over. I don't know if He has an angel or whoever it is that keeps these books, 
But he's going to look over and say, open those books. Open that book. And you'll be there. You can't plead. There's nothing you can say then. God's going to say, open up that book. That book's going to be open. The book that I can't bring today because I'm not the keeper of it. The book that's up there in heaven, he's going to say, open it. Is his name found in the book? Do you see his name in the book? Is her name written in the book of life? This person that stands before me, the great I am, is their name in the book. Now the angel, he's going to say one of two things. The angel will make one of two responses when the almighty God says, is their name in the book? That angel's only going to say this. Yes or no. That's it. One of those things. That angel will open it up, chronologically, alphabetically, however it is. He's going to go. And if he sees your name, he'll say yes. But if he gets to your spot and it ain't there, he's going to say no. That's all it comes down to is a yes or a no. There it is. Yes or no. It's not in there. Is your name written in that book? It's either going to be there or it's not. Your name will be in the book of life or it won't be in the book of life. The angel, I don't know how it all works. If God looks over and says, is his name, is her name written in the book? The angel's not going to say, well, Lord, hold on a minute. We need to talk about this. That, that keeper of that book's not going to say, eh, this person was friends with Pastor Joe. Pastor Joe really liked this person. He's not going to say, well, this person was really helpful. This person was really kind. We need to talk about this. He's not going to say that. It's going to be a yes or a no. Either it's in there or it's not in there. When he looks over and says, is his name in the book? The angel's going to say, I don't know. I'm not sure. He's not going to say that. It's yes or no. He's not going to say, eh, sort of. It's not going to be no sort of. We need to talk about it. Let's discuss this. It's a yes or a no. You're in the book or you're not in the book. You will spend eternity based on your name being in that book or not being in that book. That will dictate eternity for you. Now, eternity is a difficult concept for me to grasp. It truly is. I, I have a hard time understanding eternity. All I know is when it comes to eternity, wad up your clocks, wad up your wristwatch, and throw it in the trash because time doesn't matter anymore. There's no more time in eternity. All of your life, your whole earthly life will culminate in this one point when God looks over and says, is his name in the book? All the arguing is said and done at that point. All your responses are already recorded. 
The way you lived your life, it's done at that point. It all culminates in this one point on what that angel responds. Yes or no. It all comes down to that moment. Where you're going all depends on what he says. All depends on if your name is in there or if it's not in there. Where you're going for eternity. Is his, is her name found in that book? Time won't matter anymore after that. There is no, well, I did 20 years. Now can I get a retrial? Can I be pardoned? There ain't any of that anymore. There ain't any of that. Oh, out there somewhere up in heaven exists this book. It's a spiritual book. I'm not there yet, so I can't see it. But this book exists. It very well does exist. And your name is in it, or it's not in it. It's not sort of in it. There is no in-between. I'm asking you right now, is your name in that book? Don't, don't ask me if your name's in there. I don't know if your name's in there. I can make an educated guess. Well, so and so, they seem like a Christian. Seems like a good guy. Seems like he reads his word. I can make an educated guess, but I don't know if your name's in there or not. Don't ask me. That's between you and God. The Bible says, work out your own salvation. That's between you and Him. That's got nothing to do with Pastor Joe and you and a group of people. You work that out between you and Him. I'm only asking you, is it in there or not? I don't know if your name's in there. Is your name in that book? It's all that matters. Is your name written in that book? Now, there's a slight nuance, if you will, to the book of life. If you will. A slight variation I want to tell you about. Listen. It is possible, and this is the nuance, it is possible that a name can be written into the book of life. That's good. That's what you want. But that it be blotted out of the book. of That's the nuance. There can be your name written in there at one point. It could be written in there today. Up there in heaven, your name can be written in there. Yes, my name's in there. But it can be blotted out of the book of life. It is true. That is the truth. That is what Scripture tell us, tells us. That's the nuance to the book of life. It can be blotted out. Whether it's scribbled out with a heavenly pen or whether it's erased with a heavenly eraser, I don't know, but it can be taken out of the book of life. It once was in there, but now it's not. It's no longer in the book of life. I don't know if when God says, is her name in the book of life or is his name in the book of life and that angel gets to you, he's looking and he's looking and he gets to it and there's a spot where it should have been but it's erased or it's scribbled out or it's drawn through and it's initialed by God or it's initialed by Christ. I made this, this erasure. Exodus Chapter 32, verse 33. If you remember, God had delivered 
the captive Israelites out of the land of Egypt. He miraculously gets them out, takes them through the wilderness, parts the Red Sea, does all these wonderful things, and they're traveling through the wilderness to the promised land. Moses is up in the mountains getting the actual tablets of God, the Ten Commandments that are written by the finger of God. God is writing them. His presence is in this mountain. He's given these to Moses to take to the people. He's given them this, their law. The Bible says that the people, they were down the mountain. They weren't up on the mountain with Moses. Just Moses and God were up there. He's writing these things and the people, they look around and say, Moses is gone. He delays his coming. He's been gone for a long time. The people say, eh, forget him. And they, they take all their earrings and their jewelries and they make this molten calf, a golden calf, and they start to worship this calf. But if that ain't a picture of humanity, if that ain't a picture of how we are, God does miraculous things, and a short while later, we're worshiping something else. Exodus 32, verse 33 says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Whosoever has sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. God owns the book of life. God has an eraser too. He'll blot it out. He'll take your name out. Why would he take your name out? Whosoever sins against me. If you turn to a life of sin, you turn away from this, he'll blot your name out. That's scary. He'll blot my name out. Don't care if you're a pastor. Doesn't matter who you're related to. He'll erase it. Yeah. Psalms chapter 69, verse 28. The psalmist is talking about an evil group of people. An evil generation says, Let them be blotted out of the book of living and not written with the righteous. If you turn away from the Lord and you turn back to sin, He will blot your name out. Has anyone grown cold towards God this morning? Has the world got its hooks in you this morning? Is the world pulling you in its direction? Have you turned away from Christ? Have you become lukewarm to the things of God? Be careful. Be careful he's not getting his eraser out and heading towards your name. Be careful that your name doesn't get erased from the book. Listen to me now. On judgment day, listen, if your name isn't in that book, you're done for. You're toast. You're done. You ain't making it in. If your name's not in there, you're, you didn't make it. There's no second chances. There's, you, at that point, you become an enemy of God. If he looks over and says, is so-and-so's name written in the book, and the angel looks at it and says, no. You become an enemy of God. The next words that God's going to say is, Depart from me, ye worker of iniquity, for I never knew you. You'll be sentenced to eternity in hell. 
I understand it's Christmas time. We should be talking about Christmas trees or bulbs or presents or parties. I'd much rather be talking about that. But for some reason, this is just where God has had me. This has been burning a hole in my heart all week long. The last few weeks, to be honest with you. I understand it's Christmas time. Here I am talking about eternal judgment and punishment and pain. If your name isn't in that book, the Almighty God will say, Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. I don't know you. I don't know who you are. Leave me. Leave this place. You'll be cast into the lake of fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. And at that point, it's done. It's over. It's over then. It's over. You can't phone a friend. You can't say, let me meet with Pastor Joe first. It's over. You didn't make it. Is your name in the book? Is your name in the book? We're talking about books this morning. Is your name in that book? So, all of this kind of leads me to this. How can a person make sure their name is written and stays in that book? I found a neat scripture when I was looking through all this stuff. I really like this scripture. I'll read it to you in two different translations. First is the King James. It's Malachi chapter 3 verse 16. To me, this gives us a little insight into the book of this mysterious book of life. Listen, Malachi chapter 3 verse 16 says, Then they that feared the Lord spoke often one to another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. Listen to that in the New Living Translation. It said, Then those who feared the Lord spoke with each other. And the Lord listened to what they said. In his presence, a scroll of remembrance was written to record the names of those who feared him and always thought about the honor of his name. If you're down here and you fear the Lord, that's one of the prerequisites. You've got to fear him. Fearing the Lord means running away from evil, turning away from evil. The Bible says God's in heaven. Some the angels or whoever's got the pen out. And they see your actions, they see what you're doing, and a scroll is being written. Uh, So-and-so, all they care about is money. All they care about is being rich. All they care about is being powerful. They couldn't give a hoot about the Bible. They don't care about what the Lord says. They come to church for ulterior motives. A scroll is being written. It's being recorded. Someone's up there recording this. Oh, well, so-and-so, they love the Lord. They love Jesus. Jesus means everything to them. The word means everything to them. Bible says a scroll's being written. It's being recorded. In his presence, in God's presence, someone is recording this. A school of remembrance was written to record the names of those who feared him and thought, always thought about the honor of his name. Uh, well, that, that Jason, the only thing he thinks about is hunting. The only thing he thinks about is guns. The only thing he thinks about are his own self-interests. 
a scroll's being written. You'll get up there and you'll stand before the Lord and he's going to say the only thing you ever loved in your life was hunting. The only thing you ever loved in your life was the things you were interested in. A scroll of remembrance is being written. I do hope there's only one way that your name can be written in the Lamb's book of life. Only one way. You have to be forgiven your sins. You have to come to a place what the Bible refers to as repentance. You have to acknowledge that you are a sinner, that you have fallen short of the glory of God. You've fallen short of the standard that God has set. And the only way of forgiveness is through the blood of Jesus. Listen, the only way to have your name written in that book is to be born again. You've got to be born again. Listen to 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. And I'll bring this to a close shortly. It says, The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us. We're not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God is up in heaven. And, and that heavenly journal is up there, but God's not wanting to erase you. God hopes your name is in there. God wants your name in there. He wants it to be in there. He loves you. He cares about you. He's willing that everyone come to a place of repentance. John 3, 3 says, Jesus answered unto him and said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You've got to be born again through the precious shed blood of Jesus Christ. That's the only way your name can be written in that book is salvation through Jesus Christ. Through His blood, through His death, burial, and resurrection. That's the only way your name gets in that book. It doesn't get in there if you help an elderly lady across the street. It doesn't get written in there if you give more money than anyone else in this church. Our debt, the 177000 maybe someone can swing it, says, here, take the 177000 I'll pay the church off. Can my name be in the book now? That, nope, that doesn't, that's not the criteria. You've got to repent of your sins. That's how you get your name in that book. The Lord Jesus becomes your Savior. He becomes your passion. This word becomes your passion. Listen to me. If you're not born again, your name isn't in that book. It's not. If you have repented of your sins and you follow Christ and you obey Him, your name's in that book. Listen to my last point now. How do you keep your name in that book? If you've repented of your sins, your name was written in there, that's good. But you've got to keep it in there. Revelations chapter 3, verse 5 says, He that overcomes the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. 
What's the criteria to keep your name in the book? He that overcomes. He that fights and resists the devil. Resists sin. Runs away from it. Fears the Lord. Doesn't give in. Fights the good fight of faith. That's how you keep your name in it. The Lord Jesus says, if you fight, if you overcome, if you resist evil, if you flee from evil, if you hate sin, I won't blot your name out. Matter of fact, not only will I not blot it out, I'll confess you before the Lord. I'll confess that I know who this person is. I'll confess you before my Father and before His angels. Jesus Christ will say, I know Him, I know this person, that's one of mine. That person loved me, that person served me, that person didn't give in to sin, that person didn't give in. When temptation came, temptation came, that person ran away. That person's an overcomer. God, I know this person. All you angels, listen up, I know this person. This person's one of mine. This person's one of my followers. This person's name's written in that book. You can't give in. You can't throw in the towel. If you throw in the towel, and I know many of you go through terrible things. I know that. People die. People get diseases. Things get ruined. You can't throw in the towel. You've got to overcome. You can't quit. You can't look back. You can't look left nor right. You've got to keep going straight. Pastor Joe and I visited someone earlier this week. And this individual was aged and could barely breathe. It was kind of scary to see for this person could barely breathe pastor joe got into this person's face said do you know the lord do you know jesus and the whole time in the back of my mind i was thinking about the book of eternity here it is encapsulated in this person's getting ready to go this person is not going to make it very much longer and i'm thinking is this person's name in the book of life is my name in the book of life Pastor Joe grabbed this person by the chin and said, Look me in the eye. Are you ready? And it all comes down to that. Your name's in there or it's not in there. No hope. Is your name in that book? Is your name in the book of life? Yes or no? Don't need an explanation. Just a one word answer. Yes or no? Or no. I want to open these altars up. Booth, if you begin to pray or play some music, please. We know we always have an altar call. Church, this altar is open. Come make sure your name is written in that book. Make sure your name stays in that book. Let God keep you on that straight and narrow. Is your name in that book? Amen.